I'm Lily, and welcome to Murder Mouse Diaries. Yay! Yay. I'll bleed and batter you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 40. We're sitting in a different Of murder. Way. Most Irish. You're sitting here. I'm sitting here. Yeah, got, Emma got, got me a back chair. support. Thanks, son. So you're, are you okay? Yeah. So you're not, uh, you're not doing this? Uh, like this? I do be constantly arching my back. You do. You always look really, really uh, uncomfortable when we're recording. Yeah, no, this is nice is now to okay? have a little seat. Yay, I'm glad. Um, thank you very much I for thinking I to you last night, actually, and I completely forgot to sit on it. But whenever we move or change, I'm in conflict. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't put that there. What are you doing? Yeah, he is very prick. <laughs> we don't like your kind up here. Is that prick? My kind. What do you mean by that? Prick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I hope that comes back soon. That's such a good show. But he said he was recording. Uh, Tommy Sheeran said he was recording season three, so maybe it is coming back soon. Oh, really? Yeah. The granddad's my favourite. Terry Girl's so good. He did something I was watching a while ago and he's so different. He's in loads things. He's in uh, The Fall. That's what he was in and he was so proper. Mm. He was like not saying, calling people pricks and stuff. Mm. Yeah, prick. Yeah, prick. Yeah, prick. I feel weird because we saw each other last night and now I feel like this is weird to be doing this again. Why? I don't know. I don't think it's weird to do two, two nights in a row. Yeah, no, to be honest, no, I had no desire to do it. No, no I had no desire either. I said um, to Colin, I don't know, do this. And I was like, I have to do it. I wrote my story. Um, I no, I didn't feel. I don't feel weird. I, I honestly didn't think. It didn't feel like yesterday happened. Yeah. Let me take a picture of your t-shirt. Uh, uh, it's all right. Okay. I guess I'm gonna have to start doing that. Put a filter on. Okay. Do you want me to take a picture of your face or just a t-shirt? You put up on bleeding Instagram. Do you want me to put on a picture? And it's so funny though. <laughs> do you want me to put on a, uh, your face or just a t-shirt? No, my face is fine. Okay, I'm go. Not you. Ready? Fabulous. <laughs> Because I want to put it up and be like, Sarah's wearing our merch! I'm wearing the merch from the merch store because they sent it to me for 50% <laughs> off. Yes, I got a pick. Yeah, when you buy sample. Oh, I didn't know that. Whenever we make new pre- merch. I, I got that. you one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. It's in a medium. I will wear it to bed. All right. You're brilliant. I know, because I, I don't wear t-shirts. Ha, ha. Alright, cause I'm gonna have to ride tonight. We don't know any songs. <laughs> we know no songs. I don't know any words. As I get older, I know no words to no songs. That's because we're getting old. Yeah. It's like when you move, when you wake up and you just kind of go, oh, and then your whole body is like, well, that's what's wrong with me today. I uh, have, I painted. Oh, so. And uh, my neck down into my shoulder on Killer. the right side. Feels like someone just has a vice grips and is pushing her little fucking finger into mm. my the nerve on the back of my neck. And your husband hurt himself. Oh, we're like crocs. In bits. Crocs. Two of us were out the back today painting and I was like, this is a load of shite. <laughs> it's a load of shite. It's such a load of shite. I was like, do you know what the thing I hate more oh. about painting than anything else? Cleaning up. Mess. Look at look at my room. I'm still not clean. But that's laziness. That's just complete laziness on my part because I just am Um... Yeah, and then I've had, and I know this is like not a bad thing, but I just feel like it is because it's bad for my hair. I've had so many showers because I'm constantly covered in paint. No, I get that. That's mm. what I was doing as well when I was here. And like I've at one my point, period. my skin was all dry because I was having so many showers after painting. Yeah. Here you go, period. Yeah. It's bad. Oh, sorry, actually. You're okay? Yeah. 
You're not in pain. No. She have any little pain. No. Nothing. And I didn't go to work today. You're fucking dead right. I, every bar I meet today was like... No, last night I made the decision. Ringing sick. Do you I, was like, I was like, I'm not going. Do you, do you want to know why I made the decision? Why? This is such a bad reason not to go to work. Go. It's like too many deliveries coming. I feel like that's a, a very good reason. Um, if I got my shit delivered here, I would do that regularly. Today I was to work. such a good delivery day. Yay! I love delivery days. I got... Uh, Morph Cosmetics Nice I don't know what that is But nice Makeup I got a little uh, Arts and crafts kit For me and Lily That are like flower pots Cute I got a Hand steamer Oh awesome Because you've been at me Yes Hand steamers are great Got a hand steamer I got a new pair of runners I got leggings A cardigan A t-shirt Stuff for Lily Runners for Lily Just all came together And because it all came together I felt like I'd gone shopping. It's nice. And then my Tesco shop came. I was like, like, what oh, a day. We've done so much. I feel but like it is, it's I'd not, gone like, That's all we have right now. I know that's really... Because my, my people at work are like, more, more, more stuff in the post. I'm, I'm like, this is all I have. Yeah. I don't have anything else. There's nothing else to do except be like, oh, I forgot what I bought. That's for me. Yeah. <gasps> oh, and I got a Prada knockoff, not a real one. Uh, hair hair band. I really want to buy a real one. Yeah. But I'm like debating on it. So I said I'd buy the fakey one. See how you get see on with I it. I liked it. It's very pretty. And Lovely. I really want a real one. Get one. But they're sold out. Oh. There's so much money for a hairband, Emma. Yeah, but you, you, I bet, the, I bet you I could find you one online. Could you? Yeah. We'll have a look after There's this. so many stockists of these things. Um, you don't just go to Prada.com. I'm not like you. I don't know how to use the internet. You got to go to the stockists. The only thing I know how to do that's on how the I find is... all the Vivian Westwood shit that's not that's gone out, that's gone because you go to the stockists and they all have it. Oh, okay. Not this website because that sells out immediately. She knows. She knows. She anyway, so much money on How has been your day? Because I seen you yesterday. Uh, today was long, very long, and I was tired, and uh, the boat was not stuck in the canal anymore. So my life is better. Yeah, they moved the boat. They moved Isn't the boat. that? I heard. I seen all the people being like, yeah. Oh, is that bad for all the people stuck on the canal? No, the memes were hilarious, so that was just making me laugh. But yeah, the boat's gone, so nobody's yelling at me now about their fucking shit because people were very mad on Friday. Um, but yeah, work's gone. It was there. I have to go again tomorrow. Sure, look. You got any housekeeping? Housekeeping? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is going to be. Yeah, this one. I'm putting the posters. We're going to put the posters up in Shopify tonight. Well, people will see this tomorrow. Anyway, the posters will be going up in Shopify. We're going to charge $22.50 for them. And all the proceeds, bar the postage and packing, will go to the Rape Crisis Centre in Dublin. Yep. So I believe we have, I want to count how many we have because I gave you one and Colin's keeping one and I'm keeping one. So mm. I just want to check how many we have when we've done that. I think we've about 36, 37 of them left. That girl is so nice. Phoebe is a fucking sweetheart. Like, she's so nice. And her work is beautiful. She's doing a Yayo Kasama uh, portrait for me. I asked her to do one for me, so she's doing one for me at the moment. Um, because her stuff is just so good like she's so talented so talented uh, so yeah we'll put them up tonight and as I said all proceeds bar the postage and packing um, please bear with us we will try and get them out to you as soon as possible but we're, we're just bear with us we will get them to you we're not the best we're not the best at anything but we will get them to you and we will as soon as we make the donation to the Rape Crisis Centre we'll take screenshots and put it up on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else so people will know that you know the money's gone to where it's meant to go to and not my bad pocket for a pair of Jeffrey Campbell shoes Said that now, people are going to think that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, that is what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not, we're giving money to Ray Crush. She couldn't possibly do it, she's too nice. <laughs> um, I've no other housekeeping, not everything. That is, thanks to everybody, we are still getting people signing up for Patreon, so thank you very, very much. 
Thank you very much. People are still signing up. People are sound. Crazy. Want to hear the best thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life? Yes, tell me. I'll put a picture of me up on the Twitter. <laughs> Let me see. I don't have to. Uh, I'll just Picture I'll just me with the pork scratchings that I sent you. I think it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pre-COVID and anyway. Well, you ask them for free shit. Well. What? The, open, all they can say is no. Open Shaw's snacks. I don't know how they found the photo. Then retweeted it and said, because I said Sarah's very, like, I'm very happy in this photo. In this photo. And they retweeted it and I was like, you people make pork scratchings. <laughs> <laughs> Send me uh, free pork scratchings. Um, yeah, and Although then they, I feel like you might die, Sarah. Yeah, no, I like, listen, I've got to be honest. I only buy them once a year because once I open them, I'll just not go back. Anyway, Open Shaw's Snacks retweeted my pork scratchings. Uh, photo and I've never been happier I feel but like I also don't know what did they... you say to them I said uh, thanks very much my day's made did you not say here oh Sarah I farted and it smells like death Jesus it smells like death I apologise I had some spicy stuff for dinner what you have I made a, I made my own sweet chilli sauce and now my farts Ooh. smell like death I'm very sorry it's really bad I don't know how to keep it in I'm well, put over my legs so Hello? We're okay. <laughs> I got a burrito <laughs> oh. from the food guy. Oh, food? Yeah. It's, did you like um, it? I got a burrito bowl. Oh, did you like it? Yes. Burritos are good. It's sad. Shit, they don't deliver burritos. So fresh. So annoying. Because whenever um, I order sandwiches, I'm like, just give me a burrito. Well, Graham went and picked it up. And I was like, is the sexy guy from oh, food there? Oh, was he? Graham said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I get it. There's something about There's him. There's something about him. Hey, food guy, sponsor us. Also, you're really hot. Oh, he's... There's something about him that's... He's got... There's something. Well, as um, RuPaul would say, he's got uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yeah, uh, he... There's a guy that... And a big dick. Probably. Yeah, probably does. He's got that big dick energy. Yeah. Big dick energy. And he makes delicious sandwiches. And he makes delicious burritos. Yeah, Although actually... Graham said today he didn't make... Oh, a, a person made it that was working. A different there. person, yeah. Dude, I don't even. I do know his name because I've we he sp- dropped in cards to us before. Like, uh, what's his name? I can't remember, but he dropped in cards. And he was so nice. He's lovely. Um, but yeah, shit that they don't deliver the burritos. I would love a burrito. Yeah, no, honestly. they don't have the capacity in their vans like, to deliver gave, hot um, food. Boojum are on for its money. <gasps> yeah, Boojum. The the guacamole, the sour cream. It was the all guac- really fresh. The salad was like mm. a red cabbage, Yum. dry slaw. Their food is so good. And a good like, it was like a slow cooked pork. Mm. If anybody lives around here, the D12, D10 area, there's a place called Food, F-U-D-E. F-U-D-E. And they're... And they only open Monday to Friday. Yeah. And they close, they open at nine, I think they close at half three or something, but their food that is... That guy's living a fucking dream, Having isn't the he? best time of his fucking life, but their food is really, really good if you get a chance if you're... I don't know if anybody works around here though. Well, yeah, there's a couple of people on Bally Farmer that listen. Yeah. So they're going to have me shot. They probably are going to have you shot. <laughs> I'll do a special episode. Bra, bra, bra. I'll Hold do a special episode. And I'll, wait just, a I'll say, Colin, don't put in any ads on this. I'll have a bit of respect. Maybe. Oh, really? Just, if I die? Just one ad. Just one ad. What ad? You know, we'll put in an ad for the Patreon and I'll just keep it going. Okay, thanks In memories area. And every time they click on it, the Sarah McLaughlin song will play. In the arms of an angel. And it'll just be you in that picture from Facebook I put. <laughs> That's just what it is. And people were like, and they say a picture can't yeah. 
what someone said. You don't even remember when you did that. I was like, we were, you were in Belfast. I remember I said you. I took I a picture. What I, I, was out. I can't remember either, but you were giving out lakes. You were, Colin would say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what should you give out? It's hilarious. I'm going to take a picture of this. Um, you might be more housekeeping. I don't think I don't think. Housekeeping. See, the problem is I only saw you yesterday now. Yeah, but we didn't so we talk about, about anything. Yeah. What's going that. on? Are you watching anything? Uh, are you reading anything? I'm reading everything. What are you reading? I'm reading too many books. There's too many things going on. I keep forgetting what books I'm reading. Colin bought me a book, on a feminist book for my birthday, and it is called Everyday Sexism. And if you want to be mad as hell, read this <gasps> Let's book. Let's have a look. Uh, he bought me that for my birthday. He's Laura really Beats. He Laura Beats you down the road. I hope she does. I hope she beats me. Um, but yeah. Thrilling and empowering. It's very good. Read the book! You just get angry. Lucy Manga. You're like, yeah, this is, she's right. Everything she's saying is correct and right. But yeah, no, that's all I've been doing. I have really been watching um, anything. It's not on Netflix. Netflix is a little shy. And everyone's like, watch Disney Plus. And I'm like, no! Oh, I like Disney Plus. Don't care about Marvel. So I'm done. Oh, no, I haven't watched. Well, I watched the Wanda thing. And then that was it. Graham's mm-hmm. watching like all the other stuff. One night he was watching something and he was like, oh, this is three hours long. It's a superhero movie. Ah, here. I was like, sorry, what? No superhero movie needs to. Colin kept saying to me, the four hours like Snyder cleaning. I don't care. You know what I could do four hours? Sleep. And it'd be more enjoyable. What's that Zack Snyder thing? It's fucking Zack Snyder shite. Um, He's garbage anyway. He can more... Another style over substance fucking Did he make director. that 300 movie? I have no idea. He made um. Yes! Is he made, he made what? Watchmen. Oh, I like Watchmen. He did the Watchmen movie. Um, I do like that movie. But he does all those. Um, I remember going to see Watchmen in the cinema. True story. Um, were you with us? I was a car. Yeah, was it not us? Was it not? Or was it? Oh no, it wasn't it? Was me? Uh, wasn't it you? Wasn't it Eva? It was me, Graham, Kevin, and Eva. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was. And we went to like the midnight showing of it. Yeah. I've never been more embarrassed for a group of people in my life. The amount of them that were dressed up as characters. Oh yeah, they do that. 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, they do that. Um, we're in Eddie Rockets and one of them had the Rorschach. Oh, Rorschach, yeah. And I was like, how are we going to eat? <laughs> What's the plan here, buddy? <laughs> like, right? And didn't take his mask off for <laughs> oh, the whole thing. God. Then we got in, got in to see the movie and spoilers, if you haven't seen Watchmen, I'm about to give away some real spoilers. Eva, fe- Eva fell asleep. Did she? Yeah, Aoife always falls asleep. Yeah, he makes very long movies. That movie's three hours long. Uh, Aoife fell asleep and woke up in the middle of, like, um, <coughs> Dr. Manhattan, completely naked, but, like, big ding dong. 18 foot tall. Yeah. And she was like, the size of his blue penis. <laughs> and I was like, and then she, she went back to sleep. And then, you know the scene where Chameleon, where it turns out that Chameleon raped yes. the Silk Spectre? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, the Silk Spectre Jr. Yeah. Is the, like, she finds out that her mom was raped by the comedian. Yeah. And then, the, in that scene, your one is like, but uh, I got you. And someone in the cinema went audibly loud. Did they go, oh. Oh. Jesus Christ. I was like, and then I couldn't hold my mouth <laughs> tongue. And I was like, she was raped. <laughs> i tell you that, that, that entire movie, how uncomfortable I was in that sex scene started. Which one? That when, uh, what's his name is banging your one in the spaceship. I heard you would. <laughs> I remember just turning to Gargo, what is happening right now? Yeah, when There's she. There's a reason Alan Ward announced this and wanted nothing to do with it. Like, you have sex in the. In the spaceship. In thing. the Owly thing. In the Owly spaceship. Yeah. That man, that dude has sex in everything he He's did. a creep in everything. He, he has a new... creep face. Who's he? He's the new. He's a per man's 
Richard Gere. He is a poor man's Richard Gere. That's he is very a new true. Richard Gere. If you want a dude who looks sleazy, looks like a middle class doesn't white really guy, doesn't really move his face, doesn't that really much. move his face, has a borderline okay normal body, a dad bod, isn't that what the kids yeah. call it? And then is willing to get his dick out and call that guy. Have many, many sex scenes. Call that guy. That guy's Patrick. I think Patrick Wilson. Ah, I think I'm right. Uh, No, (laughs) hold on. Let me see. Patrick Noonan. Patrick. 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 Patrick Sean Murphy. His name's not Patrick. What's his name? Uh, Patrick. Who's Patrick Wilson? I think that's the drummer for me. It is Patrick Wilson. Ah! It is. I feel like you should be attracted to him, sir. I am kind of attracted to him. He looks like if Will Arnett had a slightly more attractive twin brother uh, see I'm not attracted to him there but I'm attracted to him when he's a weirdo in movies of course you are yeah I know of course you are I can't help it he is a weirdo in fucking everything though Um, Patrick Wilson American actor he's from New Zealand what that can't be right that explains it because you know who else is a creep no he's American you know who else is a, is a fucking creep who damn fucking Neil <laughs> he's married to a lady called Digmara not pronouncing that surname Dagmara Dagmara That's a great name He married Dagmara in 2006 When did he cheat her? Oh he didn't die for him <laughs> <laughs> He just got one of those looks about him It's yeah, not one of those things going on Patrick Wilson that I'm like hey, You're writing something else uh, Anyway Yeah that's all I've, I've, Have you been watching anything? <laughs> Me on. Um, no, I don't have any time to watch anything. I know that's how I feel, but I do have lots of time, like, but I just don't watch anything. I have no time to watch nothing, and I'm trying to watch something happened in the last episode of Your Honor. And I just said to Graham, I can't, you have to turn this off, I can't do it. Really? I'm on the sixth episode, God love him. I need to watch There's this. Ten episodes in it, and I got into the fifth one, and I was like, Graham, is it, is it like, <laughs> or do you feel like when do you feel like when you watched Breaking Bad or House of Cards, is it that feeling of being like, huh, 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 huh. I didn't get that house cards other than when he pushed her one out in front of the train. Jesus. Um, and she deserved it. Um, she did not. <laughs> R.I.P. whatever her name was. Um, but it is, yeah, it's got that Breaking Bad thing going on, but it's, it's just very intense. All of the actors in it are amazing. The guy from Call Me By Your Name, the dad who's in the boardwalk also, who oh, I've spoken yeah, about yeah, yeah. previously on this uh, show and never learned his name. Um, that guy. He's a, he's very good. He's excellent at it. And then he's... he His wife in it. Oh, Who's his, who's his wife? I sh- I've never seen her in anything else. I've never seen... I've never noticed her. No, not even if she's right. She's just so good at it. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to look at the cast because I honestly... Hansen's amazing in a, um, and there is... I haven't come across a single person that's a bad Your actor. honour. Your honour. Your honour. It's set in New Orleans Hunter well. Doohan. Let me see Hunter Doohan. Hunter Doohan. Is that his son? Yeah. He looks like a cunt. Michael Jesus. Stolberg, Hope Davis, Lily Kay, Carmen Ijogo, Sophia Black Dahlia. They're all very pretty. They're all very pretty ladies. Mm. Beautiful ladies. Um, it's very good if it, if anybody has a chance. Chet Hanks is in it. What? Mm, show me. Chet Hanks is Tom Hanks' son. That weird dude. Is he oh yeah, he is in it. Yeah. Um, he's an odd dude. <laughs> Have you ever seen his videos where he's talking in petois? In what? In petois, it's like the uh, slang that Jamaican people use. But he makes full videos where he's like talking in it. Why? I don't. No, but everybody is like, 
and I was like he's such a weirdo but he's really hot I don't think he's hot at all I think he's just like a potato but um, yeah he, he if you ever look up videos everyone's like Tom Hanks must be mortified Tom Hanks <laughs> never talks about him no like never he talks about the other son Colin Colin seems to be the one that turned out alright yeah <laughs> <laughs> Although Chet's doing well for himself, he's in Your Honor. He's not got a big partner. Um, but if um, you ever, well, look I don't know. Zone, I'm only six episodes hold in. Hold on, I'll find a video because it's fucking. Um, he's insane. Like he's nuts. Colin, cut all this out. Colin, don't cut any of this out. Gold. You are gold. Always believe in yourself. And they say Chet. Did you see that thing about that guy? Like that if woman you call yourself was, uh, Chet, what do you think is going to happen? That woman who was poisoned in the Irish fella. Have you not heard about this? What? Young woman jailed for 16 years after, over facial poisoning of Irish man. Why did she poison him? Uh, Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. What did she, why did she poison him? Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Fucking go. She helped and encouraged her boyfriend, Josel Osei, in a plan to target men on a gay dating app grinder and rob them and drain their bank accounts. Uh, Holy fuck. Fuck. Osei killed a 43-year-old Adrian Murphy with an overdose of scopolamine? S-C-O-P-O-L-A. No idea. Scopolamine. Scopolamine. A substance known as Devil's Breath, which comes from the deadly nightshade family. What the fuck? is often referred to as a date rape drug. Afterwards, the couple attempted to buy 80,000 in US dollars worth of diamonds from a jeweler in New York. Holy shit! Yeah, so it happened in America, but the gentleman that happened to me, his name is Adrian Murphy, and she's been jailed for like sixteen years. Holy shit! Mm. Her, That's she, her awful. name is Diana, and she's nineteen. Oh my god! Did you see those two teenagers who pulled that driver, the Uber driver, out of the car the other day? No. And fucking, it was vehicular manslaughter. They killed him. Fifteen and thirteen years old, two girls. And people were filming it instead of going over and helping him. When? What? It was only the other day. Yeah. Here in Ireland? No, in America. People were filming it and then putting it up on Twitter instead of going what over and helping him. Wait, what? They tried to carjack him. And then something went wrong. I'm not too sure what went wrong, what went wrong, but he died. And people were like... Jesus. Not in a million years would I sit and record somebody being hurt like that. I don't no. understand. Anyway, this is Chet Hanks. No, no, let me see, let me see. Yeah, look what you're talking about. Red carpet Sunday night using Patois. What? What? People, what? people are like, why is he talking? Like, fucks Hoblin and Petwa, yeah? He does it all the time. What? Why? Has he, given a re- has he given a reason? I cannot figure that, figure out why he is doing this. But there's a reason Tom doesn't mention it. <laughs> We all know it. He mentions him. Big up. Big up yourself. He always does it. It's so bizarre. People are like, why is this white boy doing this? People are mad for the sexy horse. Oh, I keep farting. <laughs> I heard I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's really bad. I, I'm not good at twice pizza. Um, yeah, my lovely, are mad lovely, lovely, lovely horse. My lovely yeah. did, I, did you see? Oh, fuck. I never showed you. Um, A girl that follows us on Instagram. I get her name. She went 
to Turkmenistan. No. And sent us pictures. Amazing. It's fucking gorgeous. Isn't it? Can like, we go? Her pictures were stunning. She's really good. Did she like it? Uh, she loved it, yeah. Pictures were, I was like, these pictures are fucking amazing. Her name is Tracy. And she, uh, there, she actually sent them to our Gmail account. I'll send them on to you. I was meant to send it to you and I never sent it to you. But uh, pictures were beautiful. Like, so beautiful. Like but she go. sent us some pictures of sexy horses. Sexy Goodbye, horses. horses. Would you I'm fuck me? I'd fuck you. me. Be- that is Becky. If you ever want to terrify Becky McCormick, play that song. Play, th- play that video for her. Goodbye. She's terrified that, that of terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. Um, my stomach is not great now. What's happening? Here? All right, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Preggers. Someone said, I Not think the Ask Me Arse episode is the so best ask episode me, yet. Ask me, ask me, ask me. I don't know what was said. Ask me, ask me, ask me. I have no idea what he said. Silence is done. I don't know any words. Anyway. <laughs> um, that's the end of all me shine. I've heard it again. Sorry. Oh my God. Stop announcing that People don't know. Yeah, they can't but hear it. But they're just going to hear. They could just be say it's a cat. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I have no other things. Do you have any other things? I have a horrible story. Is it a horrible one? It's pretty, pretty insane. I want to get you're your actually, opinion, actually. Do you know what? I would like to say something before we fucking. Oh my god, am I in trouble? This no, looks you're like, not you're, sorry. Little... you're not in trouble, but everybody fucking is in trouble. What's wrong? Those fucking cunts in the Beacon Hospital giving fucking oh, vaccines. Yeah. Ah, I was like so angry. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? I've never seen so many people angry over vaccines in my life. Everybody is so open arms about everything. Yeah, but like, they were like, oh, we, we essentially had, we had, uh, an extra. Yeah. Because people were double booked in the Aviva. We just left, we had some left over. Yeah. So, rather than go to the next people on yeah. the list and go to like maybe some cancer yeah, patients yeah, yeah, in yeah, our some hospital. people that are super vulnerable. And some vulnerable people that are attending our yeah. hospital. I'll ring my, my son's private secondary school and so see shitty. if any of them want it. So and also, I'll get someone else to ring maybe a crash that we use for our employees Jesus and see if they'd like to like the, our, I don't Ireland's getting Ireland is very, very classist at this point like because to think that somebody who is oh, in a private okay. school is like more important than incredibly vulnerable people who are sick and need these vaccines. But think the managing director of a hospital taught we've got 19 extra vaccines we'll just ring a private school I'll ring a private school to see if all these young fit teachers who aren't on the list yep. are entitled to get it I'll just give and it like, to them has anything happened? has anything been well first the first day it was announced that fucking egg with teeth uh, the health minister was like oh if we cancelled the if we didn't include the Beacon Hospital in the vaccine yeah. rollout we'd be like cutting our face cutting our nose off to spite our face and that was his actual and you went I'll cut your fucking I said I'll fucking off. cut your fucking nose off you fucking ugly anyway, <laughs> um, and then obviously the next day because he's a politician and yeah. everybody was like are you fucking shitting me are you for me? real right now um, he was like oh no we're immediately cancelling <laughs> we're immediately cancelling the Beacon <laughs> as part of the vaccine rollout Backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> also, is the sentence cut your nose off to spite your face? Yeah. Or cut your nose off in spite of your face? Is that what you're thinking? 
spite your face. I think it's cut your nose. Cut your cut your nose off to spite your face. Hold on. I think it's Shakespearean. Cut your nose off. Cut your nose off to spite your face. Okay. Is an expression describing needlessly self-destructive overreaction to a problem. No, that's what he was like pretty much saying. I thought it was Shakespearean, but I don't think it is. Nope, it is not. It is religious. Anyway, that's my little rant over. Um, you want to get into your story? Do. Yeah. Uh, my story this week. I want to get your opinion on this and see what you think because I don't understand. I Hi don't there, understand. folks. This is Colin. I'm interrupting your regularly scheduled programming to give you the Patreon commercial thing. Now, I've tried to record this about 500 times and it's just gone to balls. So I'm just going to tell you what the fuck is on the Patreon this week, okay? It's our brand new and exclusive mailbag edition episode called Ask Me Arse. That's right, if you give six euros to the upkeep of Sarah Jane's child, you can message in and ask us a question that we are obliged to answer through the ironclad contract of Patreon. So ask us anything. Ask us whatever the fuck you want and we will answer it. Over at www.patreon.com forward slash Murder most Irish. Six euros. What the fuck would you be doing with that money? Give it to us. Sarah Jane's kid needs food. Do you hear at the start of the episode? Very, very cute. Two thumbs up for Lily. She'll fucking batter ya. You ready? Yeah. You ready, Teddy? Okay, so I am going to do the murder of Brian McGrath. And my sources are the Irish Examiner, the Irish Independent, uh, independent.ie, pressreader.com, uh, the lovely men's ray again. The Irish Examiner, I got a little bit off Reddit, but not much. And Wikipedia, which is like... Wikipedia! Fuck all about it, actually, but I just got the first hand. Okay, so... Wikipedia sometimes is shite. Yeah. Depends on what you're looking for. But I'd be going in and editing it. <laughs> so, okay. So on the day he was born on August 20th, 1944, Brian McGrath's mother wrapped him in a blanket and placed him on the steps of a church in Castle Blaney in County Monaghan. The nuns who lived beside the church found the baby and took him in, raising him to, until he was old enough to be moved to the Artane Industrial School. Jesus. The school was known as a cruel and terrifying place to be. Run by the Christian brothers, it was infamous for severe sexual, physical and emotional abuse uh, that the children who attended were subjected to. These children were seen as forgotten and unwanted and most were orphaned. The Christian brothers used this to inflict horrific abuse as they knew the children had nobody to turn to. So if you ever want to look up anything horrific in Ireland, look up the Christian Brothers. Um, the Artane Boys home is... Horrific. Uh, oh, my, horrific. Gran- my granddad went there. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, yeah. Um, so when Brian left school at... Left the Artane school at the age 16, uh, he met 12-year-old Vera Langan. They became friends, and when Brian joined the army at age 17, him and Vera would send letters back and forth to each other. So Brian was honourably discharged from the British army, and when he returned to Dublin, he and Vera, now age 18, decided to get married. In 1977, they moved to London and in 19... Sorry, in 1967, they moved to London and in 1968 welcomed their first daughter, Veronica. Three more children followed this and Brian and Vera decided to move back to Ireland, settling in North Strand in Dublin. Where did they live in England? Uh, can't remember. Oh. Say. So Vera worked in a hotel and Brian took on various odd jobs. To most people, the McGraths seemed like a normal, happy family. However, Veronica, Brian and Vera's oldest child told of her mother's mental illnesses and how she was physically abusive towards Veronica. She would pull Veronica's hair, punch and kick her, all the while doting on Veronica's younger brothers. Veronica spent her childhood caring for her siblings um, as her mother's mental illness meant she spent a lot of time in bed. 
Uh, Veronica also told us severe money issues that surrounded the family, even having their electricity disconnected as they were unable to pay the bills. So Brian decided, because of all this, that the family would make a move to the countryside. Brian knew in the long run living there would be cheaper than Dublin and also he wished for his family to grow up in a safer, uh, the safer and nicer surroundings of the countryside. So Brian and his family moved to cool Castle Pollard in County Westmeath. So Brian, That's where that lady lives. Oh, what was her name again? Sorry. Uh, Pauline's, Pauline, we'll just Pauline. Pauline Facebook. on Facebook. Thank you for suggesting this. So Brian had hoped this move would help Vera's mental health illness, but this was not the case. Vera continued to treat Veronica terribly, um, in some instances making her daughter stand in the corner and repeat, I am stupid, I am fat, over and over again. Well, this one's a cunt, yeah, isn't she? So that's from the Men's Row podcast, just to mention. So Vera and Brian's uh, relationship was tumultuous at best. They fought constantly, with Vera sometimes taking the children and staying in various shelters. In one instance, she took the children to London for a time, but eventually returned to Ireland. So she kept leaving and taking the kids and going to shelters and like going to England and going back to Ireland, England, Ireland, England, Ireland, because they were like... Going to shelters? Yeah, going to shelters. She'd just go over to England and be like, I don't have anywhere to stay, I need to stay in the shelter. But he wasn't like beating her. Well, I don't know. So Vera and Brian stayed together and the fighting continued. At this point, Veronica had dropped out of school. She had undiagnosed dyslexia and found school very, very difficult. And her mother used this to mock Veronica regularly. Oh... What a piece of shit. Piece of shit. So in 1985, Vera visited her local GP, Dr. Cullen, to explain that Brian had delusions and hallucinations and had changed into a very violent person. She also mentioned that Brian had not only been violent towards her, the doctor in his report mentioned that there were bruises on Vera's legs, but also violent towards their children. So Vera brought Veronica with her to the appointment. Now just note that this is a child she brought with her to the appointment. Who's terrified Who's of terrified. her. terrified. And Dr. Cullen noted that both of them seemed, quote, petrified. Vera told Dr. Cullen that Brian would never admit to his behaviour and never attend the doctor to ask for help. So Dr. Cullen did not meet or speak to Brian, nor did he examine him. But on March 6th, Dr. Cullen sent a referral letter to St. Lomans to section Brian McGath and have him admitted to the hospital. So she had him sectioned. She went into the doctor and was like, I want my husband sent to St. Lomans. He's not well. Doctor didn't see him, didn't met, didn't interview him, didn't do anything. Got That's him sent terrifying. Yeah. So Brian set, spent a week I'm in St. Lomans. I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> Brian spent a week in St. Lomans and many of Brian's friends disagreed, disagreed with what Vera had done and an employer of Brian's went to the hospital and he signed Brian out because Brian was like, I want to leave. Oh. So if that happened, the hospital obviously knew he didn't need to be there. Because you can't sign someone out that's been sectioned. Like, you can't do that. They're sectioned by the state. So the hospital was obviously like, he does not need to be here. When he returned home, Vera was absolutely, like, raging. She was like, how dare you sign him out, blah, blah, blah. So she went off in a mad one. So Brian had experienced abuse while being, in, whilst being institutionalised in Artane and had carried this with him for most of his life. According to Brian's friends, after this forced institutionalisation, institutionalization in St. Lomans, Brian became completely withdrawn and changed dramatically as a person. Shortly after this instance, Vera took her children and moved to England again. She stayed with her children in a shelter and during this time decided to begin divorce proceedings. Now, divorce wasn't legal in Ireland, but Brian and Vera got married in the UK. Yeah. So they could legally get divorced. Uh, however, Brian and Vera, so they were going to get divorced. Brian went over to England and met her. And they decided once again to try and make the relationship work. Oh, here. So fucking toxic, like. So it's important to note that both Brian and Vera were violent towards each other. With neighbours telling of Veronica, Veronica, their daughter, turning up at their houses to ask for help after particularly violent encounters between her parents. So they were abusive this to each other. Now, so I feel so bad for her. 
Veronica had enough of the violence and abuse and a constant movement between Ireland and the UK. So she decided to leave her parents and travel to Liverpool to make it on her own. It was six months into her time in, in Liverpool that she met Colin Pinder, a man five years her senior. Colin was described as handsome and strong and seemed to deeply care about Veronica. Veronica's confidence grew after spending years being demoralised by her mother. She had a new job, a kind boyfriend, and things were looking better for her. However, along came Vera. Of course. Vera tracked Veronica down and begged her to move back to Ireland to be with the family. And, she couldn't look after her kids yep, herself. And after regular contact with her mum, Veronica decided to move back to County Westmeath. Upon moving back to Cool, Veronica and Colin moved into a mobile home on her parents' land. So Veronica immediately slipped back into being a childminder for her siblings. Immediately. So that's all her ma wanted her there for. While Vera showed off Colin around the area. What? It's very strange. Colin was mixed race and Vera liked the attention she would get in a small backwards arse town when she was with him. So she'd go out and be like, this is like my boyfriend or my, my daughter's boyfriend. Like she got off on it. She liked people paying attention to it. It's very strange. So when Veronica turned 18, Colin proposed even, they don't, even though they'd only been in a relationship for four months. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just like red flags everywhere. Red flags. Yeah. So from Mensrea, this is from Mensrea. So during this time, Vera and Brian had a visit from a priest. He called to their house in the hopes of counselling them through their marriage problems to help them reconcile. The priest suggested that Brian and Vera take some time away from the children to go on holiday or some day trips. The priest offered to take care care of Vera and Brian's young sons and stated that even Veronica would help. The priest was Father Brendan Smith. What? So Father Brendan Smith was a notorious paedophile. He was eventually arrested and convicted of 74 counts of sexual assault and abuse on children. He was trying to get them to leave and go on holidays this, so he could mind their children. What people do is realise broken homes yeah, and think, I'll just first thing, yeah. way in there. So Vera agreed to this immediately and was like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And, and Brian, Brian was like, fuck no, I'm we are not leaving our priest because he fucking went to the Artane okay. Industrial yeah. Boys Goods. That's why. Because people were like, oh, he was really smart to do that. I was like, he wasn't smart. He was fucking terrified. He didn't want anybody near, like there was priests near his children because he knew what they do. And he was fucking right. So he was like, no, not in your fucking life is that happening. So Vera once again reacted angrily and her and Brian began to fight again. So after Smith left, Veronica decided she couldn't be around her parents any longer and moved her mobile home onto the land of a friend. So she just moved away from her her parents. She was still with her parents. Oh, it's so bizarre. So Veronica tried to keep a relationship with her parents. She spoke to her father regularly as she was worried about him. She said he seemed, quote, very broken. He told Veronica that he couldn't be with or live with Vera anymore, that he was desperately unhappy. Veronica begged him to stay for the sake of his boys and he simply said he could not. So unbeknownst to Veronica and Brian, Vera had heard this entire conversation that was going on and became incensed, resulting in another huge fight. So they were just constantly fighting. Constantly. It was non-stop. Just, just leave, each, just other. leave each other. So in 1987, sorry, shortly after this specific fight, Brian McGrath disappeared. His friends questioned his whereabouts, having not seen him for a number of weeks. Vera told them that Brian had deserted his family, that she believed he had travelled to Holland to find work and start a new life. Vera bemoaned Brian's departure, even telling friends and family how upset she was that he never sent her a birthday card or anniversary card on the time that he was gone. She was like, he left me, but he never sent me a birthday card. He's gone to Holland. Holland. So even though Vera acted devastated that her, that her husband had left and left her and her children, a few months after his apparent departure, 
Vera sought the help of a solicitor to obtain a barring order against Brian. What? She cited domestic abuse as the reason for the order, stating that over the course of their 21-year marriage, Brian had beaten her and their children and forced her to stay in shelters repeatedly. The order was granted, and when Vera applied for deserted wife's allowance because of this, this was also granted. So he had gone at this point, and she was like, I'm getting a barring order in case he comes back because I don't want him in my house because he's abusive. So Colin and Veronica moved into the family home when Vera left to go to England again. They kept in regular contact with Vera, oh, regular contact, but Vera decided to return to Ireland at the end of 1987 due to a concern she had. Vera was concerned about the poorly dug shallow grave at the bottom of her land that contained the body of her dead husband, Brian McGrath. What? Vera and her son-in-law, Colin Pinder, so Colin and Veronica had married shortly after Brian disappeared, so her daughter and the boyfriend got married when the dad disappeared, exhumed Brian's decomposing body from the shallow hole in the ground whilst Veronica kept her brothers in the family home to distract them. Hang on, what? Mm-hmm. So she was like, he's gone. He wasn't gone. He was buried at the bottom of the garden. And so she went to look to the reason she went to get the barring order and the deserted wives allowance was to cover what she is after doing. And so she went to the solicitor and was like, oh, he's left me. He's gone. Yeah, he's definitely gone. I need to, I need to get a barring order in case he comes back. So it was to make it look like she was definitely, he had definitely left and she had a horrible life and she needed all these things to be done for her because if he came back, she would be terrified. But she was covering up what she was after doing. Um, was Veronica aware that this had happened? This is what I'm confused about. So Vera worried that Brian's body would eventually be discovered. So in order to cover this up, it was decided that her and Colin would build a pyre, like a bonfire, and burn Brian's body. Once burned, they would then bury the ashes in the land. How long had he been buried for? So he had been there at that point about six months. So Colin and Vera um, dug out Brian's body out of the ground, started a fire, massive huge bonfire in the bottom of the garden, and they kept stoking it, putting loads of like stuff on it to keep it burning. So they put Brian's body on it and just watched it burn. And Veronica stood in the window of her house and watched her dad's body being burned. What? On a pyre. Yep. So after the embers cooled, Vera dug out any larger fragments of bone and burned them in the open fire in the house. The ashes and remaining bones were hidden in drains in the septic tank. (laughs) This is crazy. So Vera, Veronica and Colin carried on life as normal. But the fighting continued. This time, Colin and Vera began arguing daily. So Veronica said in an interview that uh, her mum had lost her, her husband was gone, but she needed somebody to fill that like toxic, argumentative void. And all of a sudden her husband became the person that she fought with constantly. This is a really weird relationship. So Veronica was now pregnant and Colin decided to move back to England to try and get a good job to take care of their child. However, whilst there, Pinder met someone else and cut out all contact from Veronica, leaving her to stay with her mother and have the baby by herself. Uh, so Veronica... Yeah, it's so weird. Veronica and Vera's relationship was still turbulent. And six years later, later, sorry, Veronica moved to Liverpool. So the dad was gone, like buried. She, they were after burning the body. They were just living life as normal. Nobody had any idea and they fully believed this chap was in Holland. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, six years later, Veronica moved to Liverpool. Veronica now had two little boys, the first from Colin Pinder and her second from a relationship with a man she met in Navan. So upon fleeing to England, Veronica ended up in a shelter with her children. And it was here that Veronica decided to finally tell someone what had happened to her father. It was 1993 and Brian had been dead for six years. 
So Veronica was absolutely devastated and alone and sought the help of a social worker. She broke down and told the social worker of the years of abuse she endured from her mother and finally what her mother and ex-partner had done to her father. They had viciously murdered her father, Brian McGrath. So the social worker called the police and told them the entire story. The police informed Veronica they would contact the Gardaí, but after some time and no further contact from the police, Veronica decided to travel back to Ireland and confide in a friend there. Her friend, so she told the police in England? They didn't tell, they didn't, they did nothing. They were like, we'll get, we'll get in contact with the Gardaí and loads of time passed and nothing happened. So she was like, I'm going back to Ireland. So she went back to Ireland, told a friend in Ireland. She was like, it's happening. The friend told Veronica to call the Gardaí immediately, which Veronica did. This gets more and more done as it goes along. So the Gardaí arrived to meet Veronica and asked her to show her, show them where the attack had happened and where the bar, body was buried and then burned. The Gardaí did a search of the grounds and found fragments of bone along with a human jawbone on the land along with compression where it seemed Brian's body had been laid. This was enough for the Gardaí to open a murder inquiry. The Gardaí visited Vera McGrath's home in Navan and questioned her regarding her, uh, the story her daughter Veronica had told them. After two days of interrogation, Vera, Vera McGrath admitted to the murder of Brian McGrath. She stated she hit Brian one, once, which had not caused that much damage, but it was Colin Pinder who had viciously beaten Brian, ultimately resulting in his death. When the Gardaí asked Vera what reason Pinder would have to murder Brian, she stated that Colin had wanted, to protect, had wanted to protect Veronica from her abusive father and that Brian had been racist towards Colin, calling him the N-word on various occasions. Okay. The Gardaí then travelled to the UK to speak to Pinder. He told the Gardaí a differing series of events, denying murder, but he did mention that Brian McGrath had been racist towards him. So he said, I didn't murder him, but he was racist. In 1996, three years after the initial arrest uh, and then the release of Vera McGrath, so they arrested her. She was like, yeah, he was killed. They released her. And for three years, nothing happened. Nothing. This is so confusing. Nothing happened. So they arrested her. They were like, she was like, yeah, this happened. Uh, I hit him once, but Colin Pinder like, did the damage, killed him. They went over to Pinder and Pinder was like, no, I didn't kill him. Like, I, he fell, but, and, he, was but he was racist. So three years passed. Neither of them were in jail. Nothing happened. So Vera McGrath received a letter to state that all charges against her had been completely dropped. But throughout this period of time, astoundingly, Ron Veronica was still in her mother's life and they still lived together. What? Yeah, see, this, it's so toxic. The whole thing is so toxic. She watched apparently watched her mother and her ex-partner murder her father. But how was he murdered? What That's happened? I'll get into that. I'll tell you. So Vera also knew that Veronica was the person who had told the Gardaí about Brian's murder. So Vera knew her daughter had rad. Veronica knew her mum had murdered her dad and they were still living together. Both Pinder and Vera were advised that the case was closed and no further charges were brought forward. But there's a dead... This is why. So Jim Cusack and the Irish Times. Pinder's denial and the fact that in 1996 the scientific methods available at the time were not enough to determine definitively that the body found in the ground and cool beside the McGrath house was Brian McGrath meant that the uncorroborated confession of the woman was insufficient evidence to take a case against anybody. That was what the director of public prosecutions decided. The case had come to a standstill and all three walked away scot-free. So they were like, there is a body. But because DNA is so bad in Ireland at the moment, we can't actually say that it's him, even though You've Veronica said. has said they murdered my dad. 
You interviewed them. She said, yeah, he died, but Colin Pinder did it. They, cl- they three of them walked away scot-free and the case was completely dropped because the DVP were like, we don't actually have, we don't know if that's his body. We can't say that there's, we don't, there is a body, but we don't know if it's Brian McGrath, so the entire thing was dropped. Did they even try to find Brian McGrath? No, nothing. So, as the case went cold, Brian McGrath's apparent remains were uh, reburied at Whitehall Cemetery. So Veronica suffered severe mental health issues and her children were removed from her and placed in foster care. Veronica was diagnosed with PTSD and severe uh, depression and then went ahead and remarried and had two more children. Yeah, of course she did. Vera, her mum, met another man and just seemed to continue her life as normal. So they were just living their lives as normal. Not nobody was going to jail. Did this dude know there what was she a had done? dead man in the in the garden? They were like, we don't know if it's Brian, so we can't really do anything about it. So let's skip to two thousand and eight, almost twelve years since the initial investigation began. The Garda Shiokana set up a cold case squad with the hopes of solving ma- cases that had remained unsolved for many years. So, having already solved one murder after many years, the squad set their sights on the case of Brian McGrath. On May 18th, 2008, a specialist team contacted Veronica to ask permission to exhume the remains that were found in the family home in Cool. They weren't like, it's your dad. They were like, well, it was on your home. Can we exhume them? They didn't ask Vera, though. Veronica agreed, and the team travelled to Whitehall Cemetery the same day to exhume the suspected remains of Brian McGrath. So the guardie went back to the family to do another search on the grounds as well. During this time, Vera and Veronica continued to have a relationship, Veronica became pregnant again and moved into another mobile home on her mother's land. What is this family? Insane. So several weeks after the guardies, guardies' exhumation, both Colin Pinder and Vera McGrath were arrested and charged with the murder of Brian McGrath. So they were finally arrested. So on June 14th, 2010, the trial began with Justice John Edwards overseeing procedures. Vera McGrath and Colin Pinder were tried together, which I thought was very strange, with Vera pleading not guilty and Pinder pleading guilty to, to the charge of manslaughter. So it's like a double oh, court case. They were together being charged. Odd. Isn't it weird? Veronica McGrath took the stand and began to tell the court what had happened to her father. Veronica told the court that Vera had mentioned a few times how she wanted to be, quote, rid of her husband. So on the evening in question, Vera mentioned this again to Pinder and began mocking Colin, saying he would never be man enough to get rid of Brian McGrath. According to Veronica... Colin Pinder then pulled a large wrench from the toolbox and stated that this, quote, would do the trick. This just sounds, un- it doesn't sound believable to me. No. Veronica, Vera, Colin and Brian had tea together in Veronica's mobile home. When they were finished, all four began to walk back up to the main house and it was here that Veronica stated the attack began. She said Pinder hit her father over the head with a wrench and this is when Veronica kind of panicked and ran away. Vera then grabbed a lump hammer and began hitting Brian over the head with it. Jesus. Veronica said her mother laughed as she did this. Brian had tried to defend himself by grabbing a ladder to shield the attack. So he's on like put a ladder up against himself to be like, stop, stop hitting me. Veronica said at this point she ran back and began screaming at them to stop. She said Vera ordered her back to the house to look after her brothers and distract them from what was happening outside. Pinder then picked up a slash hook and began slashing at Brian's legs. Jesus! Veronica said she grabbed her father and he began pleading for his life. So Veronica was like, stop, stop, stop. So at this point, Pinder picked up Brian, like Brian was like bleeding out, held him against a gate and struck him over the head with a large cement block. And Brian fell to the ground and died. 
Veronica said she was in complete shock and did not know what to do. She said Vera and Colin told her they were going to dig a hole and bury Brian's body. It was then that Veronica went back to the house to check on her brothers. So after burying the body, Vera told Veronica to clean up the blood that was on the walls outside. Veronica said she did exactly what her mother told her to do. So Veronica was cross-examined and uh, the cross the what's the opposite defense of the other people prosecutors argued that Veronica stood by and watched the murder of her father that she told her story in such a way that she could not be prosecuted he suggested she was manipulative and the fact that she continued to be in her mother's life after what what had happened was very telling Veronica denied all of this stating that her mother had a firm hold on her from an early age and she did not know how to escape her prosecution also argued that Veronica and Vera may have concocted the entire story to take the blame away from what they had actually done and have Colin Pinter blamed fully for the murder. Once again, Veronica denied this. She was like, no. Okay. So Veronica's brothers took the stand and spoke of the volatile relationship between their parents. They mentioned fights and arguing and violence, but they said they did not believe there was domestic violence in the household, which is fucked up because if your family are parents are being violent towards each other's domestic violence yeah they did mention that on one occasion their father had beaten them Vera McGrath and Colin Pinder's statements were read to the court but neither of them took to the stand throughout the court case mm-hmm. Vera's statement told of the abuse she had suffered at the hands of her husband she said she told Colin and Veronica about an argument she had had with Brian on the night in question and Colin told Vera he would quote take care of it why would a man that you barely know but they don't barely know each other no but Colin's they, they don't they don't really they don't know each other at all Colin is Veronica's boyfriend yeah but Colin's like driving around the town with her know, and like, being shown off and for, enjoying it she's known him for four months yeah but like why the fuck would you be like I'm gonna murder what it just seems so he bizarre said he did attack her yeah he, he, ta- attack he attacked him. him yeah but I'm like why would you do I don't understand why I'm not saying he didn't. I'm saying he did, but I just don't get it. Why would you do that? Like, it's... Who are these people to you? You know? Mm, I, I'll... But he's... So he obviously is in love with this girl. Right? The whole Veronica yeah. thing. He obviously isn't the most stable human no, being No, none himself. of them are. They're all fucking... Um, and if Brian is as abusive as they are saying... Although it sounds like Vera is. And then Veronica's saying he wasn't abusive. Yeah, and but then Vera is saying, oh, but he is, and yeah. he hit her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just... Oh, no. She said that all three sat together and discussed how they would get rid of Brian, so she said Veronica was involved in it, that she sat around being like, how would we get rid of him as well? What a shit fucking mum. I know. She said Colin had walked behind Brian, and when he took the wrench uh, from his jumper, as he did in his jumper sleeve, apparently Vera told him to stop. She said she only hit Brian once and this was because Colin told her to do so. Bollocks. Colin's statement once again mentioned that Brian had been racially abusive towards him, calling him the N-word. Colin said he became enraged at Brian's racism and he had hit him. Brian had then fallen and hit his head head off the range. Like, you know, the... Yeah. And he had died. Nonsense. Nonsense. He then told Vera and Veronica that they decided together to bury his body on the land. So the guardie then brought forward the DNA evidence. The cold case squad had enlisted the help of a forensic pathologist along with an anthropologist to investigate the exhumed remains. The guardie took samples from Brian's son and through DNA, DNA were able to positively identify that the remains found in Vera McGrath's land were those of her late husband, Brian McGrath. So it definitely was him. So that's why they brought the case forward because before they were like, well, there's a body, but we don't know if it's him. 
So we're just going to ignore the entire thing. Yeah, the guards. Cracking job. Cracking job. So the forensics anthropologist who gave evidence, also gave evidence stating that it was impossible to state the cause of death due to the damage done to the bones in the fire. However, upon investigation into the jawbone that was found, she was able to determine that Brian McGrath had suffered a severe attack on this area of his body. So he was like being hit in the head, hit in the head like and stuff. Yeah. Sorry. So one of the strangest stories of the trial was with when a friend of Brian and Vera, her name is Mary, was called to the stand. She told the quote, this is in the Irish Times, that she had witnessed Vera McGrath, quote, crushing tablets and putting them in Brian's tea, which made him go funny in himself. She then dressed him up in women's clothes before calling the doctor to say her husband had gone mad. So she said she witnessed Vera McGrath doing this. What? I was like, did she witness Vera McGrath doing this? Yeah. She was like, I saw her putting drugs in his tea and then putting him in women's clothes and ringing the doctor and being like, oh, my husband's mad, take him away. She's not taking away in the police at the ah, time. That's probably what I would have done. So the court case lasted for five weeks. After four hours, on the last day after four hours, the jury found Colin Pinder guilty of manslaughter. Excuse me. They then found Vera McGrath guilty of murder. Pinder was passed down a nine-year sentence and Vera was handed down the mandatory life sentence. A nine-year sentence? Mm. So Vera McGrath's team immediately began an appeal. Her teams argued that because Pinder and McGrath were tried together and it is seen as a joint enterprise, that's what they call it apparently, they both should have been convicted of the same thing, either manslaughter or murder. That's not what happened to the Scissor Sisters and they were... I, uh, I have never... Like, I just thought it was so strange that they were being... But, but I suppose the they were convicted of the same convic- murder. Yeah, the yeah, Scissor yeah. Scissor Sisters were tried together. But they were like... Because this is this is their argument. This is why they wanted the case retried. So also because the trial was conducted at the same time, like they're both their trials, any evidence that was prejudicial towards Vera McGrath was available to Pinder's defence team, ultimately making Vera look bad. So they were like, they have all the, they have the book of evidence on him, on her, and they can see everything. So they're just saying all this stuff to make Vera look bad. So in March 2013, Vera McGrath's conviction was quashed and she walked free. What? Because of those two reasons. So she'd served two years. So in July 2014, McGrath appeared in court again. This time she was accused of assisting Colin Pinder in disposing of her husband's body. So they were like, if we can't get her on murder, we're going to get her on something else. Vera pled guilty and she was given an 18-month sentence. However, 18 fucking months. However, McGrath did not serve any further time in custody as she had already spent over two years and seven months of a life sentence behind bars for a 2010 murder conviction. And because this conviction was quashed, Vera spent no time behind bars. Are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. So this is from the Irish Times. In, sentence, in sentencing, Mr. Justice Paul Carney said that because McGrath had served two years and seven months for the crime, which carried a two-year penalty, she had credit in the bank and had a get-out-of-jail-free card. He said, this is the most upsetting case. It makes me feel physically ill. Um, he took account of the facts, which are upsetting to the point of making someone physically ill having to listen to them. He also took account of her having no previous convictions, that she had cooperated with Gardy and the case was old. So she served nothing. She walked away. A victim impact statement on behalf of McGrath's three sons, Brian, Andrew and Edward McGrath, was read out in the court. The statement said, The loss of our father has had a profound effect on us. Learning of the barbaric way his life was taken away from us has left us numb with shock. Not being able to visit or attend a Christian burial site and with so many unanswered questions has left us with the inability to grieve or mourn in the normal, natural way uh, the loss of a father should let you. Not having a father figure has left us with no direction in life as children and young men this has taken away from us. 
Our father was a kind, pleasant, hardworking and intelligent loving man. He is greatly missed by his children and grandchildren who were denied knowing the wisdom that comes from a loving grandfather. So they were basically saying he was a really good, kind, decent person. And all his friends said he was a really good, kind, decent person. And then Vera was like, well, he was beating and abusing me and he was insane and he was dressing Sounds in Sounds like Vera and... was beating and abusing everybody. Yep. So Veronica and Vera don't have a relationship anymore, apparently. Did Veronica get some help? Veronica went on to have, I think, two more children. Did she go to therapy? She doesn't say. So in 2011, Veronica Murgat spoke to the Irish Independent in which she stated, she will never be able to forgive her mother. I won't be able to forgive her, not only for brutalising my father, but for the effect on me, my siblings and my own children. It's had a terrible effect, but my mum was able to carry on for years as, she, as if she didn't do anything bad. And that is the case of the murder of Brian. Right, well that's McGrath. the end of the episode. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, nothing came of that. While Pinder's in jail. He must be out now. No, uh, 2000 and... He's probably out now. No, nine years. 2010? Oh, he's out. He's in. Yeah, uh, Vera McGrath is currently living her life as normal. A lot of people were saying that they don't believe what Veronica said. That they don't, that they fully believe that she was in on it and did it. And then because he upped and left her, she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take the two of them down. But I don't know because her mother was, like her mother was so abusive to her throughout her entire life. And people were like, but how can she be with her? When, but I'm like, you don't understand. Sometimes when you're, it's it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. You can't escape these people. Like I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, like that's, I don't know. Very good story. Um. <laughs> but isn't it like, what? 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 Like when I was reading it, I couldn't understand why she was living in her mother's land after her mother, she had after watched her. After she was like. Like she said she, like they put his, his head was like, she could, she said she has nightmares about her father's head on the top of a pyre burning I was like how would you continue to be talk to your mother if she did something like I don't understand that so there is that thing where I'm like a lot of people don't believe that she wasn't involved a lot of people believe that she was involved but if you've been like it sounds like that woman abused her since like oh my the God, day she making was her born. stand in the corner saying I'm stupid I am fat, fat over and over again like what the fuck like she was a glorified babysitter that's all she was for her mother her mother was like, oh, my sweet boys, my baby angels. And then her daughter was like a piece of trash. Mm. And like, you can see that her daughter has no idea how to look after herself. She keeps having children because she doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. She's meeting these dudes that are like no good for her. And then her boyfriend of four months comes to Ireland. And kills her dad. And kills her dad because her, because Veronica's mother asked him to. Imagine being somewhere and someone going, when you murdered her. Like, and she, Veronica said she, she would, like, push his buttons. She'd be like, oh, you're not a real man. You're weak to, like, her boyfriend Colin. You're not a real man. You're weak. You're like, you know, you wouldn't be able to do this. And he was like, I'll do it. I'm like, really? I'd be like, grand. I'm like, I'm not, gonna, I'm, sorry, I'm not killing anybody. What yeah. are you? No. It's like uh, Wayne's War 2. Which one? <laughs> what was that? You know Wayne's War 2 where he meets Kim Basin. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But, um, and even Gert's like I'm leaving <laughs> but it just seemed the whole thing seemed bizarre to me in the sense that like and then I was like we're Colin and Vera carrying on we're Colin and Vera carrying that's on that's what I was thinking was going on because it just seems very very odd to me that he was like yeah I'll murder your husband in an English accent because he was English but like 
I'll, all right, I'll, love. All right, I'll kill him. All right, love. I'll kill him. You fucking toilet. You fucking toilet. I'll kill your husband. That's exactly what he said. But the last, um, I lost the accent in the last bit. <laughs> it's okay. I felt like I was strong. Colin, edit it. Edit it. Edit um, it in. But yeah, I just thought it was bizarre. I, I, that's a, that's a, And there was a lot of slut shaming going on towards Vera in the, I didn't put any of that in in the court case. They were like, she was frisky and easy with the men of the town. So what? So what? Try to have she wants. Try to have she wants. But then I thought I thought the insinuation was that she was, she riding, was Colin. riding Colin. Because I just don't understand why he would murder Vera's husband if Or may, maybe if I don't Because I the don't mother the I'm mother trying like I'm trying no, to No, but it makes like, no sense. Make, but then like if he was being racist towards him, yeah. but then I think by the sounds of things it sounds like he said that awful racist slur when he was being yeah. murdered. Plus Veronica said that, like Veronica then said, oh my father was never racist. He was the kindest man in the world and he would bring Colin out around the town and be like, this is my future son-in-law. So she seems to have this like fairy tale complex about her father that he's never done anything wrong. But I was like, but he was abusive. Like you admitted that he was she abusive. You know, but then I was reading another person and they were like, she was nine and she was with a woman who, who was, who, was who then lied and went to fucking get a barring order against a man she had murdered and put in her back garden. Mm. Knowing she had murdered him and put, her in, put him in his this back garden. Like, so there's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's just the toxicity of families is pretty much what that fucking thing is. Yeah. And how if you were in a relationship with someone and you're constantly abusing each other and fighting each other, leave! Just leave. Just leave. That's a, te- that's a like, I know so many... <sighs> So many people that that's their relationship. Oh my god, yeah. It seems to be like a, a lot of people that's their normality. Yeah. Like that's to wake up every day and you get out of bed and you fight from when you wake up to when you go to bed. How the fuck would you live like that? Well, Vera did and then she buried him in the back garden. Imagine burying someone in your back garden. And the two of them like carried the body, buried him in a shallow grave so he wasn't even like that deep. And then she went over to England and was like, and England was like, you know what? I don't think that grave's deep enough. I'm going to go back now and burn him. What was she doing in England? She just kept going back and forth to England, but lots of people were saying she had fancy men. Oh, fancy men in England. So there's a lot of sh- slut shaming going on in the case, sure. and I was like, I'm not adding this because I don't feel it brings any thing to it. But yeah, they were like, she had fancy men in England. And, Fair play Um It was that, but like, that was like my mum and dad, Sarah. My mum and dad kept going back and forth from England constantly because there were fucking Egypts too. and never they? Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Honest God, like. But it was that thing where... My dad just left. My mom... Like, we never we never went anywhere with them. It was like, you get out of his house. (laughs) And then he was like, fine, I will. And then he'd be upstairs packing a bag. He'd be like, see, your mom's making me leave. Yeah, see, it's that thing, like... Isn't it though? When I was reading it, I'm like, listen. But but that's the thing, right? Because like, I love my parents. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that poor girl, because I know what that feels like. Yeah, that's what I was, when I was reading it, I was like. I never forget my parents having an almighty of an argument. They've had many. Many of them have ended. A hoolia boolia. Many of them have ended in comedy gold moments, I would say. (laughs) Um, 
But there was one in particular and I remember being really young and I remember sitting on my dad's lap and two of them fighting and my dad being like, you'll come at me, won't you? And me being like, I don't know. Searching. So like there's that thing of like when you're a nine and you've oh. been brought into a doctor's office. And she's like, you tell them. You tell him. He did this. And I'm not denying that Vera was abused because at the end of the fucking day, the but two... it sounds of, like she had a part playing it. She, like she, I think she just was incredible. She should, they should not have been together. Do you want to hear best uh, fight my parents ever had? Tell me. That just was is like... Okay to, is it okay to all this? Yeah. Okay, come on. Just gas. I know, but I don't want them to be like, Stop! Well, I hope they do. <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> um, they had a massive fight one night. I mean a massive fight, right? It was one of those ones where, like, that you'd be embarrassed the neighbours and yeah, all here. Yeah, yeah, Right? But when I... I don't know what ever ended up... Ha- I I went to sleep. I was like, two years or saps. Knock yourselves out. Like, have fun. Yeah. And I... Woke up to the sound of my dad being like, Sarah! 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 <laughs> and me being like, oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, I went downstairs and dad was um outside and he was shouting through the letterbox. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, your man's about to throw me out. And I was like, all right, okay. And he was like, at least give me me slippers. Me feet are freezing. <laughs> so she was just like, get out. So she was like, get the fuck out of the house. And I, yeah, I remember just being like. But it's horrible that you were put in that position oh, where it was pitting, pitting your children against you. Like that's a level of immaturity. Yeah. It's like your child should not be involved in this. But it goes back to that thing. I like, I just fit this girl, that poor girl. I don't, I, just, I don't, I don't. My heart the, went out to her like. I didn't get the feet. And maybe it's because I'm sympathizing with her. Or empathising with her. No, but I was... The but I didn't... I don't get the impression that she... I just... I would think if you've been... If you've... Was, if, if you're living in, like, that long... Of, yeah. Of, like, consistent... And do, do you know what else I got off her? Is that all she wanted was validation from her mother. Yeah. That's... She just wanted her mother to validate her. That's a... That's a deeply, deeply, deeply upsetting story. And, like, when they diagnosed her with PTSD... Doctors diagnosed her with PTSD. I was like, that didn't come from nowhere. PTSD is like a reaction to something yeah. very severe. So she wasn't just being like, hey, I'm having a couple of fights. That's like beyond. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I knew I, I knew you'd empathize with this. I said when I was reading it, I was empathizing with it. I was like, oh my God, I totally empathize, empathize with this girl. Not to the point, the like, severity yeah, no, like, of, I didn't, of it. But like I remember, because I had a really strange relationship with my mother. Yeah. And I remember... Just being like desperate, Oof. desperate for yeah. her to be like, well, I, I, I love you, and you're, I, I don't even you're doing was, well. Yeah, I think I, it was like I, I think it was like I understand you, and you're yeah. not a weirdo. Yeah, um, and I had a really strained relationship with my mother, specifically about my body. My mother's body issues all became my issues yeah. because she projected them onto mm-hmm. me. But like that thing, and my yeah, so like just that idea that you would be so. She's trapped. 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 And that's what she said. She felt like she was completely trapped. And so when her dad threatened to leave, she panicked and she was like, please don't leave, please don't leave, please, please, please. Because that, he was the only piece yeah. of kind of kindness that she had in her life. And then her mother would do this thing where she, whenever Veronica would leave and go to England or try and get away, she'd come back and she'd be like, oh, I love you so much and I miss you so much. And then as soon as she'd come back to Ireland, she'd be like, look after these kids, I don't want nothing to do with you. So she was a manipulative bitch. Like, Wasn't there one time where when... um. Veronica or Vera went to England to a what do they call it a refuge 
Oh, and she left the kids. And she left them. And fucked off for three weeks. And they were like, put into foster Left care. them some money and was like, I'm going for three weeks. So no part of me thinks this one was mother of the year. No part of me thinks this mother, this person was mother of the year. Like, you can see what she was doing. And then it's like, it's all, they marry, you know, people get married at 18. Oh, that's something's wrong. They're children. That's a yeah. child. You're getting married at 18. Like, and if you're first baby when you're like 19, no. and then you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm with this person now that I, because I'm Irish, I feel like I have to stay with them. Yeah. Um, and I don't But know. he was, he seemed trapped as well because he was like, they were miserable. Like they were utterly miserable, but he kept chasing her. But, but he know, had maybe his, because she he had, had kids. kids. Do you know what I mean? But also people Oh, like on one instance, she went over to England with the kids and then started a relationship with another man. While she was over there, they were still together, Brian and her, her, her. And she went over to England and started like a full blown relationship with another man, and then broke up with him and just came back to Brian. And he took her back. Yeah, see, when you meet people that are that broken, yeah, completely broken, just broken. Like, and he was broken. How would he not well, be broken? Yeah, no, he would like how would abandoned he not be broken? At a yeah, church. like abandoned at a church, and then you go to the fucking Artane Boys School, and then you're in the army, yeah, and then you're in a relationship that is so violent and gross and horrible and tumultuous, and that's. All you know. Yeah. And his friends said that after she put him in St. Norman's, they were like, he was just... Broken. He was like, everybody thinks I'm insane. My reputation is gone. Everybody, people are talking. And like, he became so paranoid because it was like, I'm after being... Because St. Norman's was seen as like, you know... Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, unfortunately. Um, anyway, happy Christmas. Yeah, thank you for listening. Everybody, ha- Colin, uh, do you know what Colin's going to say now? What? I can't put a song at the end of that. Oh, shit. Uh, what's a nice thing that happened? <laughs> the boat's not the container's out of the canal. Fuck. Uh, um, say, say a nice thing. I don't know any nice things. Sarah's wearing our lovely merch. Uh, I booked uh, a holiday. Sarah booked a holiday. Not till next year. Um, do you think I'll get to go? Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't. I don't know do do do. Um, we hit 200,000. <coughs> so I choked my own spit. 200,000 um, downloads. We hit 200,000 and 200k. Beep, 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 beep. Colin put the thing in. Beep, 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 beep. Then he can put the song on. There, keep there it we happy. Go. Happy now, Christmas. Keep, keep happy for you. Everybody have a nice uh, yeah, week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Everybody the listenings nice and, and the Patreons, the Patreons and the things and the bits and the bots. I remember when the buck was young Sarah Jane had have so much fun Eating crunchies and doing plats With the other little girls that used to sit on the path But the biggest kick she ever got Was when she broke this young lad's gob While the other kids were hanging around the flats She was